excited about tonight. I'm pumped. I'm hoping you guys are. I hope you guys are ready and expectant to hear from what the Lord has to tell you tonight. I'd like to start out in Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8. And, in, and this really sets up what I want to talk about tonight. Let's look at it. should be up on the screen. Bam. It says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. At the beginning of that, it talks about seasons. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. You know, and there's a time in each season that we go through. Sometimes are good times, sometimes are bad times. But in each season that we have, there's something that happens. And when I talk about seasons, I literally mean seasons, like spring, summer, fall, winter. And you're probably asking me, well, how in the world can you write a message on physical seasons? It's not about physical seasons, but it's about relating them to our seasons of life. Throughout life, we go through seasons. Have you ever heard someone say, you know, this is just the season I'm in? Have you ever heard someone say that and, and wonder, what in the heck are they talking about? I see a few heads nodding. That was me. Matter of fact, I took seasons as one of those spiritual words. And I'm not a type of person that likes to listen to spiritual words. I want, and here's a tweetable quote for, quote for you. You can tweet it or Instagram it, or whatever you do nowadays. But it's this. I don't like to sound spiritual to be spiritual. I like to sound spiritual to be relatable. Boom. Boom. So this is one of those words that I thought was spiritual to sound spiritual, but later on in life, I realized it was spiritual to sound relatable. So... I began to see this word in a different light. Yes, it's a spiritual word, but it, what it does in the Bible, it relates, it's, it makes it relatable to the time that you're in in your life, a season that you're in in your life. I want to take you back to the beginning of that passage. And it says, a season for every activity. In other translations, it says, for everything there is a season. And in our life, we have seasons, seasons much like our climate seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter. And what I want you to get from this message is, number one, for you to recognize what season you're currently in. And for whatever season you go into in the future, to be able to recognize what season you're in. And number two, how to navigate through that season. What are we going to do practically in that season that we're in so we can get the most out of that season? You know, and this is a message that 
are one of those things that I've learned the hard way. And so if, you, if you're taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. Or if you're following along in the Bible with me as we go through this message, it can be a great foundation for you to navigate through your seasons. Sure, I'm not perfect through, with it. I'm still learning as I go. But this will be a good foundation for you to navigate through these seasons. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that we can gather here on a Wednesday night. We know there's nowhere else we'd rather be but here in your presence. Father, I pray that you'd speak through me, Father, that these words would be your words and not mine. Father, I pray that you'd anoint every single student sitting down here tonight. Pray that you'd open their eyes and hearts to what you have for them. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. All right, so first up is the season of spring. In the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 11 through 13, it says this. It says, see, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. You see, springtime, as we know it, is the season of growth. It's when everything starts to become new. Everything starts to wake up from the long winter. And they start to grow, and they start to produce fruit, and and flowers open up, grass gets green. It's the season of growth. See, in our season of life, in, in our spring season of life, it is also the time for growth. See, we are growing in God. We are building a deeper and stronger relationship. We're in his word. We're we're connected to his vine. We're connected to his nutrients and, and messages that he has for us. And we're building upon the foundation that he's created. And we're continuing to grow in this season. And it's a great season. It's a beautiful season. Especially coming out of a season where it's cold, dark, and dreary. See, throughout this message... I want to share a chronological story of how I've learned this message. And I want to start out with my season of spring. It was a little while ago, a few years ago, and I was attending college after high school. I was two and a half years into it, and I was actually going to school to become a lawyer. And into it, I started to feel a little bit dreary, a little bit depressed, and so I decided to take a break and move to Kansas. So I moved to Kansas, and that was my springtime. That was a time where I stopped what I was doing, I took a break, and I connected with God. I read the word when you're sitting in a tractor upon hours, hours, and hours each day going back and forth in a field, You have a lot of time to sit and think, a lot of time to pray, and a lot of time to read the word. And you're saying, oh, you drove while you read? I said, I absolutely did, because it drove itself. It was awesome. So I'm going back and forth in a field all day, and I'm reading the word, and I'm growing, and I'm listening to what God has for me. 
I was listening, Lord, what do you have for me? You know, we're in the series as a church. So not just the main service, but as a church as a whole, on what on earth am I here for? I was figuring that out. And it was a time of growth. And it was an amazing time. I got some wonderful time with God. And I just grew upon the foundation that I already had. So what do we do in this season? What can we do during this season? Practically. Number one, enjoy it. Enjoy taking in with what God has for you. Enjoy the growth. Enjoy the beauty that comes from it. Enjoy the fruit that's growing. Learn to grow in all that God has for you. And probably the most important thing, which I wish I would have known this during that time, because I didn't do this, but I wish I did, is write down, journal. Learned and growth moments during this season. Write down the revelations that you received during this season. It may not seem important now, but it will be very important in future seasons. So write down those moments of growth. And if you aren't used to journaling or if you're a guy, say, journaling, diaries, that's for girls. Get over yourself. Really? Come on. Man up. Because it'll help you with your growth. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. So next season, after your spring season, is your summer season. Who here loves summer? You know who loves summer? Olaf. Olaf. Olaf loves summer. <gasps> summer? Oh, I don't know why, but I've always loved the idea of summer and sun and all things hot. I had to do it. Actually, Caleb said I had to do it. So that was for you, Caleb. And Kendra's probably running out the door right now screaming. So in the summertime, we're en we've enjoyed the growth, you know. We grew a lot. There's no school during the summertime. There's good weather most of the time. In Michigan, you never know. <laughs> harvest, wheat harvest is in the summertime where you can uh, receive the growth that happened in the spring and produce uh, cash. Farmers can produce cash out of a crop. It's a great time for farmers because that's where they get their paycheck is in the summer, their first paycheck. And plants are also pruned and they're shaped to be beautiful. And pruning allows it to have more potential, more potential for growth. I used to be a landscaper. I worked for my dad's company when he owned a landscaping business. And every time you cut a branch, there are, two to three more branches that stem from that one cut. So it's always exponentially growing when you prune something. And summertime is the season to prune. So what does that look like in the season of life, in our summer season of life? John 15, one through four says this, and it'll be up on the screens. And it describes it best. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. 
He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I want to go back to a line, a, a passage in that, in that scripture. And it says, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Now, in the Bible, it describes this, it explains this as, I've already given you words, I've given you um, words to grow in. You are fruitful, you are clean. You are in God, you are living in God. So that passage is describing, you've already gone through your growth. You've done your springtime. You are now in this new season. You've produced fruit. You've made new and you're you're fresh. And then he cuts off branches. He prunes you. Pruning can hurt. It can be painful. But it's also exciting at the same time. Because when you look at the prune, you can see the potential that future brings. You can see the potential fruit that you can bear come the next season because of the growth, extra growth you're going to be able to take on. And so we become excited about the future. God prunes us so we can grow even more and produce even more fruit. That's what he wants for us. He doesn't want us to be complacent and content with where we're at. He's constantly pruning us, whether it's when Daniel speaks and gives you words of encouragement and and challenges you on things, you're getting some things pruned. Whether it's Kendra, whether it's your small group leader, whether it's your mentor that you really look up to, whether it's your parents, you're constantly being pruned. God is constantly pruning. And things that aren't producing any fruit at all, he chops right off. You're constantly being pruned by God. You know, in, in my summer season, continuing on with my story, I ended up going to Sydney after Kansas, to Hillsong. And that first year was amazing. It was definitely my summertime. Sure, I, I grew, but it was more pruning. They told us at the beginning of the year, they said, First year is the year that we just chop you up into pieces. Like we destroy you. We take you apart. We challenge your beliefs. We challenge your faith. We challenge your doctrine. And we shake you up. Second year, you start picking up the pieces. And it's like, okay, what what do I really believe? Not what my parents told me to believe, but what do I believe? And you start picking up these pieces. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. And third year, they said, we start putting you back together. So they warned us ahead of time. But I was like, no, I'm enjoying first year too much. This is not like a tearing apart season. But I was being pruned, and I was being pruned heavily. (laughs) I was really being pruned. A lot of things that weren't producing fruit were taken off. A lot of things that could produce more fruit were pruned back, way back. And it was an awesome season. It was such a fun season. So what do we do in this season? 
what can we practically do during the season of summer? I want to go back to that passage that I read and, and read another part in it. And it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. You guys, we need to stay connected to God. And we need to remain in his word during this season. This season is critical. Because we are being pruned. If a tree that's pruned that isn't receiving anything from its from its source, any nutrients, any nutrients, any water, any if it's not receiving that, it's as good as dead. We need to continue to be taking in what God has for us during this time, building up energy so we can produce more growth off the things he pruned. Sometimes we get content in the summertime. And we're going throughout summer and, and we get so excited. It's like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm going so well that, well, maybe I'll just, I'll maybe cut back on my Bible reading. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going so well on my own that, you know, God, I know you're there. I'll talk to you every now and then. But, you know, I'm doing so good that I think I got this. And we go, because we get content. And we keep on going on our own. We go on our own. And until we start to realize something's just not right. Something doesn't feel the same. We're still happy, but we know something's not right. See, if we don't remain connected to the vine, we start to dry up. And that brings us to our next season, which is fall. See, the season of fall best way I can describe it is fall is a season of false beauty. False beauty. And it's also the season of planting. The leaves turn color and they dry up and fall off the tree. The grass and plants, they start to go dormant. They stop growing. They lose their color. They get ready for the next season to come. Farmers, they, they till up their ground. They sow a seed in the ground, a wheat seed for next year's crop. They plant their seed in the fall. It's a season of getting ready for the season to come. So what does this fall season look like to us in our fall season of life? You know, we start to realize that something's not right. We continue on with our path but we know deep down something's just not right. And our spirit is starting to weaken. Our soul is starting to weaken. It's starting to hunger because we've stopped feeding it. And then we also, just like the leaves, and this is why I say fall is a, a false beauty, because the leaves look beautiful. They're colorful. They have reds. There's purples. There's orange, green, yellow, all mixed in. And it's beautiful, but inside the leaf is dying. It's a false beauty. And sometimes we put this fake look on our, on our face and on ourself that, you know, we're still going strong. So to me, to Mark, to Daniel, to Kendra, to the leaders here, to the pastors here, we see they are doing good. Man, how you going? Awesome. Woo. You guys are doing good. But that's how you look on the outside, just like the leaf. But inside, you're drying up. And you just, 
you're starting to feel empty. You feel something's just not right. The fall season of my life was at the end of first year. Just ending summer. And actually over there, we were literally going into summer. But I was ending the summer season of my life, didn't know it. And before I tell you the story and how this took place, a guy came up to me before, a week before semester ended, which was in December, is when semester ended. So it was towards the end of November. A buddy of mine who lives in Sydney, he's an older gentleman, and he was attending college um, just to grow deeper in the Bible. Um, he came up to me, and he has the gift of prophecy. This guy is amazing. Uh, I absolutely love him. Um, to this day, I still connect with him, contact with him, and, and talk with him. But he prophesied over me. He says, Matt, I really don't want to tell you this, but I've been fighting God with it. And he says, no, you need to tell him. You need to tell him. He says, Matt, he prophesied over me. He says, Matt, you're about to enter into a season of trials and tribulations. Trouble is going to be coming your way. And what God wants you to remember is to stay connected to him. And I'm like, what? I thought prophecy was supposed to be encouragement, uplifting. I'm like, this is like, no, get away from me, Satan. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to receive it, but I didn't forget it. I'm like, okay, even though I don't like it, I'm going to remember it because I think it's worth remembering. Well, shortly after the semester ended, I got word that my grandpa was dying. I was 10,000 miles away. My grandpa was here and he was dying. So I'd bought airplane tickets to go home, but he died before I got home. And I was here for Christmas. I thought I was doing good. I get back to college and start my second year, ready for what the year had to bring. But my fall season was really short. Matter of fact, I didn't even realize it. Even when I was preparing this message, I was like, what was my fall season? What was that season? I really had to think about it because it went by so quick. It's because I wasn't doing what I was prophesied that I should be doing, was staying connected to God. I pulled away. So what can we do during that fall season? Hosea 10, verse 12 says this, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap the fruit of unfailing love, and break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and shower righteousness on you. You guys, we need to sow, we need to start sowing the life of God in our lives during the fall season. Just as the farmer plants the wheat crop for the next season, we need to plant his word in our lives in the fall season. This this is the key time. Summer and fall is the key time to stay connected with God. Stay connected to that vine. Sure, there may be parts of us that may die off, just like the leaves fall off the tree, but if you're receiving from the vine, just as the leaves receive from the tree, even though the leaves may die, the tree's still alive because it stores up energy from 
and nutrients and, and water from the ground. It stores up in preparation for the next season. And that's our time. This is our time in the fall season to store up, store up God's word, store up God's encouragement for the season that's to come. And that season is winter. Winter, it's a season of being dormant. It's dark. It's cold. Sometimes it's harsh. Depression actually increases during the winter season because of the lack of sunlight, the lack of vitamins that you need to keep that upbeat tone. So what does this look like for us in our season of winter? You know, we start to hide. We become depressed. We feel as if everyone hates us. We come up with some reason in our head that, oh, they don't like me anymore because they didn't go and hang out with me. We feel that God is no longer there. We try calling out to him, but we just don't feel his presence. We don't feel that he's there. We don't think he's there. We just don't hear from him. And then we, we start to pull away. We pull away from family. We pull away from friends. We stop going to church. We stop going to small group. We pull away. And we kind of get in a fetal position in a corner or in our rooms and we close the door. You know, my winter season, like I said, my fall was very short. My winter season was most of second year in college. The reason why no one knew about it is because I pulled away. I remember saying in third year, I was talking to the principal at the time, he's the executive vice president now, um, but the principal at the time, he was my coach, and his name's Lee Burns, and I was saying to him, I said, I struggled second year. He's like, really? I said, yeah. He says, I never noticed. It's because I pulled away. I pulled away from people who could help me. I pulled away from family. I pulled away from friends. I pulled away from my housemates. I barred myself in my room. I pulled away. And I struggled that year. I did the things that I had to do, but beyond that, didn't do anything. I pulled away. So how do we, how do we avoid the winter season? I can tell you this, and you're probably not going to like it. I don't like it either. But we can't avoid the winter seasons. It says in the Bible that we will always face trouble. We always face trial and tribulation. So with that said, how do we get out of winter? How do we navigate through this winter season? And this is what I would like you to always remember. I can't tell you how to avoid it because... It's almost one of those things where it's unavoidable, but I can tell you that how you spend, listen, this is important, how you spend your summer and your fall seasons will determine how long or short your winter season is. It's tweetable. Let me say it again. How you spend your summer and fall seasons will determine how long or short your winter season is. If you are connecting to that vine, 
as the Bible describes, in summer and fall, and you're receiving as much as you can, even though it feels like you're doing so well on your own. But if you continue to stay connected to that vine, you will have more than enough to get you through any winter season that may come your way, any trouble, any trials or tribulations that will come your way. You will have more than enough to get through it. Another thing, then staying connected, don't go through the winter season alone. Do not pull away. Don't do what I do, please. Don't make that mistake. Talk with your friends about it. Go to church. Go to small group. Be a part of a small group. Talk to your mentor. Talk to your family. Don't pull away. But most importantly, be connected to God. You might say, well, but he isn't there. Oh, that's where you're wrong. He is there. The Bible says he will never leave us or forsake us. It doesn't matter what season you're in, he's always there. As the band comes up, I'd like to tell you where I'm at right now. After learning these seasons, I can proudly say that I am in the summer season. I'm being pruned. And I'm living the dream. I'm loving, loving life. And you may ask, well, how did you get out of the winter season? And, and how are you going to get out of the winter season in the future? And this is my answer to you. What got me out of that winter season was I made a choice to be in God's word, to be connected to God, to reconnect the relationship I had with him, to grow deeper in him. And I was literally in God's word every day. And in his word, it says in Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things or I can do all seasons through God, through Christ, who gives me strength. John 16.33 says, in this world, you will have trouble, trials or tribulations. You will have trouble in this world. Listen to what it says, but take heart. I have overcome this world. I know that trials and tribulations and trouble will come my way. But if I hold on to the one who gives me strength, the one who has overcome all those trials, tribulations, and troubles, I know I too can get through that season. And when trouble comes, I know from Romans 8, 28, that in all things, all things, God works for good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. That is how I got out of my winter. That is how I will get out of my future winters. And that is how you can get out of your winters now and in the future. You know, I love that song that we sang, um, that last song that we sang in the worship set. And that's why the band's up here, because we're going to go back into it. Um, but I want to read what the bridge and chorus says, and then we're going to sing it. And it says this. All of my life in every season, you are still God. 
And I have a reason to sing. I have a reason to worship. The chorus says, and I will bring praise. I will bring praise. No weapon formed against me shall remain. I will rejoice and I will declare God is my victory and he is here. I want you guys to stand up. We're going to sing this. We're going to go into this song. Come down front. Make this your declaration. Through whatever season you're going through right now, make this a declaration that in every season that he will still be your God, that you will be connected to his vine, and that you will be praising him through every moment of every day, through every season.